space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life, a new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim. With me, of course, Sir Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And back from the future, it's Dr. Squee. Dragon! Yeah, uh, yeah. And by the way, just before we get going, I'm going to have to be relying on your notes tonight. Sorry, first of all, let's let's just get this sorted out. That's better. All in the right places. Um, I'm going to have to rely on your notes this week, Jim, because uh, I watched back not only the episodes which we're covering tonight, but the other three you guys covered last week. So I don't uh-huh. know what happened where or what's happening, but um, congratulations to the happy couple. I know I missed that last week. Yeah, the emissary. Is well, good. this is the thing. We were talking about this just before we went live. These episodes are so dense with plot. And yeah. all the subplots and all the moving I, parts. And... I can I can often get away with a lot of these DS9 ones. I've been able to get away with just rewatching them once because I've watched them so many times in the past. Yeah, you 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 just having a bit of refresher. This week I've had to watch these three times because there's so much plot just to keep it in. Yes, this yep. is what happens. In these two episodes. That's the thing. It's what happens in these two and, you know, yeah. I mean, which I mean, bits my... were last week and which bits are next yeah. week. And In my mind, some of it was more delineated than it is. Like, it all bleeds throughout the episode. So I was thinking, it's like, you know what, I'm, I'm not... T- like, out of the things I was sort of missed, which there were some in the last few episodes, I was like, oh, God, well, at least they've got, got a word of that Dax kind of wharf shitty storyline and at least they've they've just got on with the fact that she fancies Julian now which sort of kind of just gets conjured up here a bit like it feels a little forced I oh, know it's still going on how oh, well okay <laughs> at least at least yeah there's, there's we've not quite they find a bit of peace this week Dax and Wharf there's a new new dynamic which we'll get to but like with that, they needed to shag to have it happen. Like she seemed to know that she didn't want that they both wanted a bit of it but we'll, we'll get to it. They're going to talk about it. So we'll get there. Um, yeah, there's so much to get through. Um, so we pick up right where we left off, which was, we talked about it last week, the big reveal that the Breen and the Dominion are working together, which didn't surprise anybody, really. Um, no, but... it, it, it's like... I'll... Like we talked about this last week, even the first time watching it, when you saw that it was the Breen who caught them, you were not surprised when they turned up with the Dominion. No. And now we've got this situation where the founder's like, right, we're going to win the war now. And it, it's like we said, it is like, oh, I've got a new toy to play with now. Like, never mind the Cardassians. It's well, it's very nicely done to marginalise the Cardassians and really, like, spur uh, demand for the action he starts mm. taking in these episodes. Yeah, and you get this bit where they're talking about these planets and they've done a treaty yeah. and... Wayun's just like, yeah, they're only minor planets that well, we're getting it, rid of. What's well, the problem? Yeah, but, well, he says to him, he goes, we've done a secret deal with the Breen. And he goes, but I can't see what it is. And he goes, yeah, well, if I told you, it wouldn't be a secret, yeah. would it? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, thought, uh, how Damar doesn't see this coming. I mean, to be honest, well, he's been treated like a, a, a bitch all the way through. He's like, every time he goes to say anything, it's always like, oh, yeah. sorry, are you not going to do what the... Uh, what the well, founders want you to, because you know that's how someone ends up dead. I mean, that's just what I heard anyway. Like, it wouldn't be me doing it, but you know, I'd mm. miss you. But, but I'm sure we could get another Kardashian who would do what we want. Well, they play the demand like how he turns in this. That he's played it well because we've had it for. It's not long ago that him and uh, Yu were really close and like plotting like the episodes where they were trying to get older when he's uh runabout and the right yeah cloak and dagger together and best mates but you've seen since then there's been little little bits of digs little bits of digs and you see demar drinking because he's not happy and it's just continued it's sort of like being a gradual thing as this how it's built up yeah, Demar's character development in particular, and I think we called it out when we did that first episode where he turns up. It it's just fantastic to take what was essentially an extra 
in an episode and give him this arc that they give him. Well, again, um, I was I was actually looking on it on IMB um, or whatever you call it, and he actually has just shot the full season. Is he? Is he twenty three oh, yeah. episodes? <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, apparently though. Um, Conmini wasn't pleased about the idea of background actors suddenly becoming main cast. He, he wasn't for that. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of backgroundy characters who become main cast, then Martox got a bit of a subplot going on. So you get this thing where we're hearing a lot about Septimus Three, and we hear it from the Cardassian side, and then when it cuts back to the station, we find out Demar- uh, sorry Martok is the one who's leading this thing. But it, <laughs> it sort of dovetails into this attempt at putting a bit of a lighter subplot in it all where he's like ah now you're at war with Cassidy now that you are married and there will be many battles <laughs> and... oh I love that speech he does about his wife <laughs> yeah yeah, I have, my, I have uh, won my share of battles but she will win the war <laughs> it's something about his delivery is just so beautiful and like it continu- beautifully continues on from when we saw him and he's like yeah uh, yeah yeah oh, my deterioration continues apace he somehow sounds so manly in admitting he's gonna lose it's like it's just yeah. beautifully done like only him I there's few actors who could pull that off looking like they've got the upper hand somehow and defeat I or think they're a brave warrior it, it really seems to fit with the Klingons, like, or particularly mm. a Klingon, you know, is very prideful, but it's like, it, it's like you can see how much he adores his wife, and it, it's almost <laughs> like he sees her as the better warrior in the relationship, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's, I don't, I don't think, you would imagine Klingons might be a little bit like, oh, you know, uh, the men are the, the hunter-gatherers and the women, you know. But they're not. I think that Klingons are like, no, no, the women are the true warriors. Or certainly that's how Martok seems to come across. I'll even throw it in that um, that it also shows how much he trusts Cisco, like how much they've become yeah. brothers through this war. Because like previously, it would only be Worf he'd say this to, but yeah. they bonded through this kind of shared experience of the battle. That's they're very not good worried point. that the other one would sell the other out, you know, which particularly for a Klingon would be very hard to do. So I really like yeah. that kind of beat. Well, the part, the part- They've had the part, haven't they, where previously where they've uh, done that with they cut the hands for the become blood brothers and swearing the oath. So Martok But that's still that an individual well. battle, yeah. battle. I'd say this is personal to these two. That that's everyone who's taking part in this battle cuts himself to show mm. that they're on board. This is these two showing they've got trust for each other. They'll they'll yeah. in on this secret. Uh oh, can I just throw in one thing for just because we're on Castor Yates very quickly? Just the bit oh, it always bugged me somehow. You know when he goes into the model and finds this ring to put on her finger. Yeah, yeah. There's no reason why that wouldn't be attached to the very small thing above it. Like, there's no reason for that mm. to be there in the form it is, other than for him to do that. It just always pissed me off. Sorry. Uh, anyway, that's, yeah. And why didn't he have a? And if he knew he was off to do that, why didn't he have a proper ring? Was I mean, it's fine. He didn't have the ring. Like maybe it's just it was spare of the moment. He had, he was thinking of it, but he didn't know he was going to do it at that moment. But it's like. It seemed to be part of a stool or a table. Like, why those two bits wouldn't be attached other than mm. so he could use it as a ring right in this seat. Like, if he'd, if he'd hidden the ring there, it would work. You know, if, he'd, if he had planned this. Maybe the prophets told him to do it. They said, yeah. you need Don't to not... Don't the top of well, that table. You'll find exactly. out. Exactly. Um, so, now we move on to the guy who became my new favourite character briefly in these episodes, um, which is Kai Wynn's assistant, Sobar. I just love what a sarky bastard he is throughout these episodes. He's just... And he's just got a face like thunder, which, understandably... Yeah. um, but I just love the attitude that he's giving Dakar all the way, even before he knows it's Dakar. He's just got this attitude. It's brilliant. Well, every time he looks at uh, um, at Kai, Kai Win, and he kind of like gives this bow. And then, like, if he just walked out without looking at uh, Dakar, fine. Every time he points, purposely looks at him, doesn't bow, and then walks out. It's like, that's only to give him a shitty eye. That's the only reason yeah. to do that. Oh, yeah. He's brilliant, this guy. He thoroughly disapproves of what's going on. He does. And this is before he knows it's Dakar. And what I like about it is 
you know, I know we, we probably will jump around a bit with these ones because there's so much I going don't on. Think but you cannot. <laughs> but it's like he's decided. I don't like this guy. I don't like what he's doing with the Kai. You know what? I'm gonna fucking get his DNA tested, and he must have been so happy when it turned out it was called the cat. It was just for me. Oh, I can't yes. believe my love. He was practicing like, looks and, to give him in the mirror, like to give yeah, Kai as he's like, revealing this. I, I like, knew he'd be dodgy, but I didn't know he'd be this dodgy. Like, I cannot talked, believe this. We talked about this last week, though. Why is it taking him getting his DNA to realise it's the cat? They've heard while they're occupying so many messages from the yeah. cat's propaganda. Why, as soon as you turn your back on him, you'd, surely you'd recognise that voice. Yeah, I mean, you've got to say, visually, brilliant. You know, you'd never would tell for the voice, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, and he's not like he's trying to disguise it. He's not putting on a Bajoran farmer's no, accent. Oh, maybe that's Ducat's secret shame, that his voice coincidentally sounds exactly like people who come from the Dapper province. <laughs> province or whatever he picked it up called. when he was there during the occupation. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Everyone sounds like that if you go to that part of Bayshore. Maybe, but yeah, it, it's one of them. And it it's also, one of them trade-offs. Like, I'm glad he's it, not doing a fake we, voice. Like, because like, let's be, be honest, we see this on, in TV and movies so often where they put a beard on to be disguised or they put glasses on Superman, yeah. <laughs> for example, and no one ever recognises them. Sorry, I, I've never seen Superman with glasses. It's only well, his buddy Clark Kent who wears those. I don't know. What you're right. Means. You're right. I, I think some of the annuals he does wear the glasses because you see him uh, building them in... Making his glasses so that the uh, could, he can use his heat. Oh, so he's them. making some glasses especially for that task. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what that's got to do with identity. But anyway, look, we'll leave but... that. It's just just weird. You should bring him up. Um, but yeah, there is the um, also when they talk about like plastic surgery, when they like it's Kardashian to Bajoran. There's certain ways like Bajoran to Kardashian, you're adding layers, you're adding kind of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. When they say, oh, your plastic surgeon does great work, it's basically just removing bits of your bone. Like, yeah, they must like, have well, had to come in with like an angle grinder. Yeah. How? Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, as a human to anything yeah. pretty much is building up almost as if they built their forms around her. It, it but, like, it's not just his face, they've had to do his neck and everything. Yeah, of and, course. And, he's he's obviously, not his... and, and you imagine that a lot of these sort of like prominent bones are full body. So he's had to have his full body done because he's been shagging the guy, so she must know what he looks like naked. Yeah. I mean, you could play the scars on the kind of like uh, on battles and stuff, but it's like... Well, oh, on the occupation, yeah. couldn't Yeah, on the occupation, could... yeah, so that's what I meant. Yeah. Like, y'all, they tried to... Gra they grafted my head onto a Cardassian body during the <laughs> occupation. <laughs> bastards. I can't believe they did that. But yeah, you're right, actually. Now that you mentioned that... The Parades must have said, right, you're going to have to have the whole body done because you are going to be shagging the car in a couple of days. So, you know, don't think you can just get away with the face. This has got to be the oh, full. You full. know, he got off with, he, he got off on that so much though. Like, the, oh, he yeah. Come extra oh. hard knowing that he stuck it to the spiritual leader of Bajor. Just, yeah. Yeah, that's, well, that's Medi's day. If he couldn't have Kira, the Kai's the next best thing, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we talked this... about this last last week, didn't we? It was like, yeah, he's going, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is this is like he. In fact, this is probably higher up than. Ah, uh, uh, it's different because here is more personal, Tim. It, yeah, yeah, but this, yeah, here it's is more personal. Spiritual worth. But this is like I am doing the Bajoran people here. Oh, God, oh yeah, you yeah. would love that, but I, you know what a an egotistical wanker like he only thinks about himself so Kira would have been more satisfying for him particularly well any other kardashian would have been well, of course the spiritual leader of basil that's like, the one i want to bone yeah he's building Kira up himself as you see yeah. if, you see it a few times when he walks out of the quarters and even when they get on space he walks out of the thing and he's walking down corridors and you see how uh chuffed with himself he is oh he's well he has, that, he has that full swagger and his big smile oh. and yeah, look what I... You don't know what I'm doing. I'll, I'll give them. 
it was probably a, a wise choice to uh, cut the scene where he wipes on the curtains on his way out. I, oh. I think that was too much. I think it was. No, I'm with you. I think it was inappropriate. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. deleted yeah. scenes. Don't buy did. the don't buy the DVD. Yeah, don't watch um, then back on the station. Then the again little bits of subplot. Really, Cassidy is finding herself becoming something of a celebrity now, which I don't think she banked on. But I, re I really like the dynamic between them that Cassidy's like, no, they, this <laughs> is your thing. I'm yeah. not doing that. Like, the Bajorans <laughs> might want me to bless all the, the thing, but absolutely no. not. No, but I signed up to marry you, not to marry Bajor. She That's does say it's, it's like a, a bit weird, though. Like, I, I really like the bit where she says... Uh, I agreed to get married, not to convert, which I thought that's a really good line that sums it up well. Yes. But then she says, look, I don't believe in the prophets. Well, you have just married someone whose mum's a prophet. So maybe, yeah. maybe uh, well, what she probably means is I don't believe the wormhole aliens are gods, you know, but just a bit of a weird thing to say, yeah, given I what think, she now I think, knows. I think we've got to the stage especially since the seal the wormhole and stopped more dominion coming through that mm. what, whatever, whatever you believe everyone has got to believe there's wormhole aliens you cannot deny that there are entities in there whether you believe the gods are just mm. uh, omnipotent beings <laughs> yeah i i think like Jim yes it's it's poorly worded but that's yeah i think, yeah. What she's going I think but so. yeah also it's really nice, like of all the allegories they do in Star Trek, they put one out there for the Star Trek fans because we've all been in those relationships. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I understand you love this show. I understand you think it's the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. I don't watch it, though, and I'm not going to the convention. Like, have fun and everything, but <laughs> they put it in That's process. a very good point. Yeah, it's a metaphor <laughs> for fandom. Yeah, it is. It um, is. So, what a alien geek. <laughs> back to Worf, and he's trying to escape again, which we talked about this last week, Squee, when he went here. We've decided that what Worf must have done is read all the old mission logs from the Enterprise, Kirk's Enterprise, and seen all these different ways you escape out of a prison that, cell, and he's trying them all, them all out. <laughs> and sure enough, that's what he's doing this week. He's like, oh, I haven't tried unscrewing the... the <laughs> the leg of the bed to see if I, I can get a screw. I haven't tried taking the pin out of this. I haven't. Ah, you see, this is where he's got limits that Kirk doesn't. He didn't try and shag the guard once. And I don't think there's that a yeah, Jemada would have, would have well, yeah, maybe this again, deleted scenes. Being now, it may be through history at one of the guards. Yeah, <laughs> and he'll he do anything. Yeah, you see, uh, Kirk, you would have done him, Kirk would have been shagging that Gemada within minutes. He's a bit raw about it, his war for this. I like what? this Kirk would have been going in raw as well. Yeah, where he's having a go at Ezri and he's going, I was seduced and betrayed. <laughs> and like, All right, Wolf, come on. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's in this episode or it's in the last one. Uh, but I did also love the fact that at one stage he wakes up screaming Alexander's name like that was yeah. the worst nightmare he could have had. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way he was but going. He's like, Oh no, Alexander, I hope he's safe. It's but like, Oh, fuck, he came back to live with me. No. <laughs> Well, we thought this sort of redeemed uh, Worf in the dad stakes that part where we woke up, where we screaming Alexander's name. That no, he really fair, does he care. Back. It was fear he was going to come back. That was it. No, like, you've ruined it. <laughs> Sorry. See, that, that's see, my, <laughs> my, my first thought was that, yeah, it, it, it showed that the interrogation techniques are not that accurate because Worf never talks about Alexander. But... <laughs> um, now it all so, makes sense. No, what's more, what's more to the character that we've seen so far? That he's going, Oh my god, I hope my son's gonna be okay. I'm like here being tortured, I might get killed. He's out there, he's a warrior now, he might be in danger, or oh shit, his grandparents might have thrown him back to me again. Huh? Like, you know, it's that. Yeah, you know it's that. how long can I get rid of him? Like, like in fact, probably when Worf's coordinating the Klingon thing, he's like, Right, what ships Alexander on? Send that to Septimus three. <laughs> yeah. Where, where are the Breen attacking? Send Alexander. <laughs> That's why he was so worried when he woke up because it's like, oh my God, what if my son survives me? <laughs> and well, oh, actually, we'll save it for next week when they find out how to beat the Breen because it'll be Worf's luck that it's Alexander's bird of prey that survives. 
Anyway, um, brilliant scene where you get Wayoon winding Worf up and Worf just snaps his neck. Oh, it's and it's just Dimar's brilliant. Well, yeah. well, well, he's insulting history, isn't he? And Worf defends yeah. That you means know, just how quickly he does it and how yeah. matter of factly. And oh. it's to give it. It's, go on. I was just going to say, usually, like if they did a cutaway and they were still laughing, you go, well, that's a bit over the top. It's like the fact that Dumas is still laughing when the next wound arrives. Totally buy <laughs> yeah. it. Totally get it. Totally true. Yeah. 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 I was just going to say, though, that the fact that we see him casually snapping someone's neck pretty extreme for a network tv show you know we don't like we don't get a, a neck snap sound or anything yeah. particularly but um pretty intense for like the time yeah. slot this will have gone out on and... and for when it was made you like mm. you don't see a lot of I remember these being the first serialized um, Star Treks where they were coming up with like uh, 15 breaks. I think some even got 18. I, I think, I think based on the stands of the time, maybe. I, I, on if the it VHS, was, one, there, were, maybe. there were definitely a couple on of this 15s. One, these were 12s. Oh, it's quite right. So, I remember like so over the course of Deep Space Nine, I was really shocked because it was like Star Trek never gets a 50. Like 12 was no. new and 12 was being used more. Yeah, it, yeah, it was brand new, and it, it kind of um, made more sense. That wasn't shocking, but 15, the, origi- like, wow. the original series is use and PG. Yeah, and so DS9, and DS9 went to tw- uh, 12s and 15s. I don't think they did any 18s. Except no, for in the I don't think South- we've ever. In the steep South of America, the uh, interracial kiss episode is native. Oh yeah, that no, that'll just been banned. You won't, uh, they won't have even Shit. rated that one. long enough. I mean. Uh, but we won't get into that right now. But yeah, it was. I, I also wanted to hear kind of like some of the kind of one-liners which Dumar did to uh, the next wing when it came along. It's like, yeah, oh, got a little while until the battle. Want to play uh, some cards? Maybe some snap. Oh, sorry, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, sorry, sorry. The, the, the battle's incoming now. We'll, we'll be warping. We'll be moving at breakneck speed. Um, yeah, it's just right. going to be like coming out with all these shit jokes. Oh, oh, I'm a bit worried that Worf and Edry are going to shag again. They've started necking. Eh? Yeah. Eh? <laughs> hey, look, look uh, I'm just what's happening. Don't take my head off. Yeah, oh, good one. Yep, yep. Demar could have hours of fun with that if he didn't have an insurrection to plan. <laughs> um, so, oh, I think he'd the, make time to wind up. Yeah, I'm sure that. he would. The, the parades then reveal themselves to Kai Wynn. Which I'm mm. glad we got there. We've we've spent long enough on the thinking it's the profits now. Uh, it actually was when you think about these some of this story has gone, they actually reveal themselves as part wraiths quite quickly to it. They do. And they it, 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 they're not pissing about with plotting these ten episodes. It's it like, obviously this is where we're sure. going with there. Well, From a, a character point of view though, it shows that the it, it shows her character. It shows the parades have got us sussed out straight away. Like, yes. okay, yeah. we got in the door pretending we were the prophets, but we've seen into her heart now, and we know all she wants is power. She'll be up yeah. for this. Yeah, I mean, there was the bit in the last week's show where she was... Uh... No, it's this week. It's in a minute, isn't it, that she turns to uh, Kira. And starts acting like asking yeah. about power and yeah. corrupting, well, but she still doesn't want to give up being the kite. And I think that says everything. That's like, like you know, as soon as she's back as kite, even with these great kind of like insights from meeting the pirates, second that she gets off of power, it'll corrupt her again. And it's like she's yeah. got an opportunity. This is a one chance, and she just doesn't take it. And the, of it. course, the pirates yeah. just see that straight away. Uh, well, uh, this is like this is after she's been sort of the pirates who reveal themselves. She's asked to see the orb. The prophets won't show themselves to her. It's just dead to her. Mm. So she calls Kira, and Kira goes, look, your only way of redemption is you give up the power. You give up the power. Yeah. And, and that's and, it. That's, and it's like, that's no, a chance. Power. It, and it, was, it reminds me of so much in, like, um, modern politics. And I won't, I, I'll try not to get on any mm. side on this, but it's the whole thing of, like, Oh well, we could really work really hard and put in hard work, which actually fix the economy, the planetary concerns, you know, environmental or anything. Or we could just say, ah, this just cycles; it'll be fine. You know, it's it's like it's it, 
it's the lack of hard work that it takes to actually make change. She would have to essentially go into rehab for being a bad guy. And she just yeah. cut through like, oh, well, I've seen the light now. Everything's fine. And she hasn't done the real work. And she just doesn't want to. Uh, I also love just very quickly, because uh, I wasn't here last week, the way they filmed the Parade versions of the Orbit mm -hmm. screen, so like the visions, really nicely done. Like it's so subtly different, but there's less kind of spinning camera. They're more kind of stood around you, almost threatening. There's like always there's more three of them surrounding you. There's more of a red glow to it than an orange glow. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's it's, it's not a lot, but it's it's closer. enough that you can tell. Everything's just a little bit claustrophobic. Everything's just a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but it's not hitting you over the head with it. And and I always love the fact that it's like, uh, oh my god, are we going to see all the people from our life? Nah, the people are on the station who just happen to be at no. hand. Like, let's not yeah. get any extras or anything. Yeah, it's like, regular she, cast she, members. Like, why, why would she be thinking of Odo? That's nothing. Like well, Kira, I get. Cisco, I get. Odo, really? Like she wouldn't be yeah. thinking of like someone who she knows from yeah. her past. Yeah, like, yeah. But, like, Cisco makes goes. sense. Kira makes sense. Uh, Sobo would make sense. Even Goldie Cat would make sense. But yeah, I, I get you. Odo doesn't make sense with it. And it is usually, it's like after the initial kind of episodes with the wormhole aliens, it's just who happens to be close in the cast. <laughs> Whoever's at hand of tends to go into it the, is. Uh, yeah. uh, orb experiences. And um, oh, so we get a little diversion. Worf and Dax do escape very briefly before they're captured again. But we get a nice moment where Worf gets shot and he goes, leave me! <laughs> it's very overly dramatic. And Dax is just like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I really enjoy that bit. It's just so silly because it is, it is ridiculous, Worf. It's like you're up again in a second. So that, that yeah, was a bit over the top. You're running along straight away afterwards. Because <laughs> that's just how manly and Klingon he is. And we now see perhaps the biggest change in Guldercat because while he's got the whole parade thing and he's explaining it, he says to Kai Wynn, we can make Bajor strong. <laughs> and we know how much he likes to make Cardassia strong. We can strong. make Bajor strong again. Oh, we don't need new hats, do we? <laughs> well, I was going to, yeah, I was going to see whether MBS we might. but MBSA. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it. He's like, "Well, the slogan worked for Cardassia. Let's see if I can get it to catch on on Bajor as well." Um, yeah. So Septimus Three, we find out has fallen, and this is what pushes Demar to do. It's it's a piece of visual storytelling that has been done. So many times it is to the point of cliche, but it does work, which is where you get him looking at himself in the mirror, realizing he needs to stop drinking and so throwing the drink on the yeah. mirror. I feel like they couldn't decide between two cliches. Does he break the mirror? Does he throw his drink? Ah, let's just well, put them together. It's like, feels like, well, it, like, well, uh, the, the cliche is usually looking yourself in the mirror well, or throwing a drink in some description. Well, last week you had it. The last episode you had it where he was drinking and he was realising how much he was drinking, looking in the mirror, and he turned away from the mirror to drink. So you're getting it where he's seeing more and more. You've had this progression, seeing more and more of himself. Yeah. With what he's become and doing. He's now dealing with it. He's looking at the image and yeah. throwing the drink away kind of thing. So, yeah, if we're going to take it to that length, we could say that he effectively he's throwing the drink at the image of himself that he no longer wants to be yeah. and getting rid yeah. of both of them in and that ironically, moment. Ironically, it mirrors the same thing <laughs> they did with Kira during the um, original kind of like uh, taking of Deep Space Nine. Yes, they had, yes. The you have the bits where she looks in the mirror and it's like, as yeah. long as I can still look at myself in the mirror, basically, I'm fine. And then she just couldn't. And that's, yeah. Yeah. I have to say, though, at this point, it's not my favorite mirror cliche on TV. My favorite is where you get a character, it's usually an action star, and they, they've had some sort of tragedy or they've been out of the game for a while and they've grown a beard. And then symbolically, when they get back in the game, they shave the beard off. But the room, because the, the water's so hot, has steamed up the mirror. 
and the scene always finishes with the character wiping the condensation off the mirror to reveal the clean shaven face. That's and a nice one. Have you ever tried to clean shave with your mirror to the steamed up? I haven't clean shaved in about 25 years. So. I'm quite a lot of years since the last clean shave, but you cut yourself to fuck. You cannot clean shave with a steamed up mirror without no, you, you can't can. see yourself. Especially if you used a bick or something. Like it wouldn't look as good the action style where it and they just got all the bits of tissue in the yeah. But yeah, anyway. It, it was when it was when Demar wiped away the canar and he just had a full beard from nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. That. Yeah. <laughs> um so then we get Worf and Dax finally sort it out. So we get this conversation. Esri says, does he love her? Does he love Esri rather than the idea of Dax? Or is it that he's feeling a bit guilty that he doesn't? And he admits that he is. He says he's dishonoured himself. But she's like, oh, come on, you know, we we both... We're both grown-ups. We allowed Travis yeah. Jack. And also, yeah, we, 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 both we, know it's been little, we all, all know it's been a little while since Jetsy had died. It's okay. It was over quickly. It's yeah. fine. You haven't just yourself. Happens to a lot of men. Much as this storyline isn't necessarily the greatest, I do like the point that we reach here. I, um, I was actually quite shocked about this, how long this storyline takes, because yeah. we mentioned it when we did Change of Heart, getting mm. the two of them mixed up of Esri and Jadzi when they stuck on the planets. Yeah. And that this is actually four episodes long. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Until you get the conclusion yeah. of them getting back to the station from the first Well, that's what I was going to say, that effectively, the end of this episode, we'll, we'll just cover it briefly then. So, Demar saves them and lets them go, says they've got an ally on Cardassian. Meanwhile... I like how it goes, you've got a choice. You can either take the shuttle or stay here and get executed. Yeah. It's like... And it's just straight away, I vote we take option one. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, Descartes comes back because Wynn's sent him away. Um, and then she basically says, yeah, I'm up for being evil now. I, I was never yeah. really into the whole profit thing anyway. Oh, yeah, I love the speech she gives about the wormhole first opening and she couldn't see anything. Yeah. That was really nice. Like, that speaks so yeah. much about kind of poetry and... Just someone who's so linear, they can't see anything that's that beautiful. It's, and it's yeah. incredibly believable for her. For her, it yeah. was always, what's the most power I can have on Bajor? It's yeah. a highly religious planet. I'll be the religious leader. Yeah, she's, um, never, she was, she's always had the power, but she hasn't had the belief. Or, or she's never no, believed, but no. she's not really embraced it properly. It's I mean, they, all, I want to be powerful. I want to be... Yeah. Like, it's like seeing one of the wonders of the world, like uh, of our world, and like seeing the Grand Canyon, seeing the pyramid, and not being in any way moved. Like you know, yeah, yeah. you have to be so cynical and so kind of like uh, have kind of wonder for the world to to not be able to see that beauty and just just such a dark heart. And it just it's perfect because we've seen so much of her that that's like not a big statement for her. We've already seen how dark she is. Well, well we've also seen that she wants to be in control and they reminded us about this just last week with uh when cisco and uh cassidy got married how she came on board and immediately wanted to take control mm -hmm. of the wedding i will get the vedic to step aside that you want to do it i will yeah. take control well also and there's the fact that i mean she up until this point, she's always had some excuse why everything she's doing is okay. It's all for the great good, it's all for the great Bajor, even though I've kind of tried to do assassination attempts, all sorts. Uh, she's always managed to justify it and kind of like she just never let go of that little bit of belief she's still doing the right thing. And she's like, Nah, fuck it. I'm I'm with the Pyros now. And like the Pyros give her um, an excuse to have the yeah. power without having to pretend to be to believe in the prophets or what they stand for. And this is it. It's like, right, I don't have to do that anymore. And you know what? Me and the Powerades are much more similar. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. But this is effectively the end of the first act of this massive story arc. You know, getting Dax and Worf back to the station, which is where the next episode opens. It's like we've closed off that particular chapter of it now. And we're, we're moving on to... 
to other things. So the second episode, well, you could then... you could give that on a few things like the Breen of during the war. That yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you've lots. got first thing with uh, um, Damar you know, starting up the rebellion. Like yeah, yeah. You're, you're right. I never really thought about it that way, but it really does. Yeah, Demar's Demar's Medi's turn now, and yeah, so it is the end of the first movement. It's really cleverly worded. Is the title of this? It's like strange bedfellows. Are they on about the Dominion and the Brain, the Kardashians and the Brain? Uh, Yeah, how we've got Demar and Wayun. Demar and Wayun. We've got uh, the cat and uh, and Kai Wayne. Wayne. We've got uh, how we've got the. Federation Klingons and Romulans are all together. Worf and, and Dax. <clears throat> yeah, Worf and Dax. It's really cleverly titled. It's a very good title. <laughs> and this next the episode next, uh, called Earth Go Boom Boom. Yeah, also that very cleverly titled. That, that <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Um, I do think, like, it, this was one thing. Sorry, sorry, Jim. I know you're trying no, to get no. it, but just very quick. It was the one thing I thought when watching this, because it's the beginning of this episode where Earth gets attacked, yeah? Yes. Yes. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> Just checking. As I say, I've lost track of what I'm switch episode, but it was the one thing where I was going, it's like, oh, I thought that was the one thing that Enterprise did, which was original, but no, they even got there nope. with this as well. There was nothing yeah. that Enterprise did whole cloth originally. And it's nothing against the actors or anything in the writers, and it's but just, no, geez, just the amount of just... ground that was retrodden. But no, that, it, that was like... the thing. You'd done uh, 14 you've done 21 seasons of star trek back to back and concurrently at that and, point uh, and we're talking and instead of giving it a rest of like 20 odd yeah. episodes, generally yeah. 26 episodes when yeah. the writer strikes were hitting 20 episodes the bloody slackers <laughs> i mean even i you know i you know we do a star trek podcast so i think it's fair to say we're pretty big trekkies um, but I remember when they announced Enterprise, I was like, oh, really? You can, I, I wouldn't have minded a bit of a break at this point, you know? Yeah. Well, it did it have franchise fatigue, didn't it? it yeah. we, needed a, we needed a break, and I like the premise they were going for, and the proof that prequel... Well, I think the book, The Trend, was Strange New Worlds, but prequels don't often work, and this didn't work. Yeah, well, they were too slavish. They were trying to, to begin with, be very slavish with uh, continuity, and then they basically just found excuses to bring things in earlier than they yeah. happened, like with yeah. family, etc. But they, like, I mean, Strange New Worlds did quite a good job of going, Look, it's before these things, but we don't have to make time, we should still make the technology really cool and just have it like retcon that that, that existed then it's fine like it's better yeah. for the story and they put yeah. the story first beyond that but anyway yeah it's uh, yeah it was just the last thing where i thought oh yeah but at least they destroyed the earth no they didn't no no, no. so yeah earth gets attacked like, and you you but get this, this has quite of... a clever opening does this episode because it opens to a warp and as we're getting back to the station and everyone's happy and hugging each other and yeah and that, and really glad to see each other. And then you get the announcement, Cisco, you need to come to Ops. Earth has been attacked. Oh, yeah. And you it, can't sort, be like, happy and it, and it sort of goes up, bang. And that's yeah. in like the opening sequence before titles. And it goes downhill from there we, where we finish up this episode, but um, we'll get there. Uh, you get Bashir's little cute. I suppose moment where he's like, "Oh, I'm so happy to see you again, Esri." I mean, uh, both of you, because we've we've decided well, that this is a storyline we're doing, so we're going to have to start throwing yeah. stuff in. Yeah, well, it, oh, well, again, so well, for me. Well, she hugs Miles though, doesn't she? When she first gets up, and then deliberately doesn't hug Bashir. Well, oh, yeah, Bashir's she's... been the overly keen one in that scene. She's been the demure one because yeah. you've got to have one of them doing each of it. So you don't. It is kind of cute that they've both realised they like each other at the same time, and we know that, but they don't know that. You know, it's. it's I don't it mind like, it. I've I, got I a soft spot for it. I don't know. There was no. There was no moment leading into them deciding they fancied each other. Which told us is the like you know I, I like it when they give us something to work on. So that when they do it, it's like. Oh shit! Yeah, they had that moment last week. I didn't even think of that. You know, it doesn't have to be something but telegraphed so that we think about this. Is, but I want to look back and go. You know what? That's where it started. Yeah, I, I know. What you mean. I think this kind of this, this is what, force, like with this is what we've always said about Esri, though. Nothing against Nicole as an actress, but when you're coming in for the final season, 
with so much story, it's really hard to establish all these little things. And this is one that they could have... Yeah. spent so many episodes built trying to shoehorn her in as a character that they yeah, could have done way... something. Bond up a really close friendship with them. You know, you could have done so much stuff. Yeah. Like, even and... to the point where it's like when they had them going off... Um, at the beginning of like with her and Wolf, go, like when she's going into his quarters and like remembering all the voiceover from from mm. Jed's here, all it all it's safe to do really for me was like, a, oh yeah, this would be really great if, if that Dax was there. You know, I'm sorry, it just but, did. Like I don't want I hearing her voiceover didn't make me feel. Like, I think they wanted me to feel by the end of that scene she's implanted as that Dax in our heads, and it just yeah. it strengthened the vibe for me more. Like when she was doing the memories of Wolf. Her and Wolf getting married and all that. You could have been planted there about the Julian thing because she had how Julian was chasing Jadzia in the yeah. early episodes. And, <laughs> and well, could... that's the way it comes across <laughs> is that Bashir was in love with Jadzia and he sees that in Esri and he goes, Ah, you know what? The, the new host is still pretty hot. Yeah, I'll be in yeah. love with her. You don't that's get that it. moment where it's he's fallen in love with Esri. That's yeah. why I want to see because, like, when I when I um, uh, interviewed uh, Alexander Sadig, um, I mentioned him one time. I get, I said it's like sort of sometimes, like you know, no disrespect to yourself or to to Nicole, but it did feel almost like Bashir was getting consolation prize having the the like because he wanted Dex originally and then he gets yeah. the second Dex. And he, he kind of ribbed me a bit. He goes, well, I don't think Nicole's a, a consolation prize. I go, no, no, I didn't mean like that. It's like he was doing a wonderful job of winding me up on that one, but. Um, <laughs> But I can't help but feel it does feel like it's like, oh, well, you didn't get the first one. Stick around. There'll be another Dax along yeah. scene, which plays yeah. against what they're saying about each of them is their individual own. That's character. the thing. It, they it, sold it's, that completely out for, for this version of Dax. Yeah. Why does Julian love Esri? We know why Julian loves Dax. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, we, we'll get more of them as the episodes go on. Um. I like that Demar now is taking a bit more of a proactive approach and he starts by like talking to the brain going, oh, well, you know, once they were our best friends. But, yeah, uh, over us, but as soon as things didn't go quite the way, you're here. So just watch for who's next. <laughs> and also this yeah. is kind of like, again, it's a bit of a ballsy move. He's got to trust that they won't just go straight back to the Dominion and have him taken out. Like he is, yeah, go, he, hang on. he really Demar's is emboldened. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like you're right. Uh, it's 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 like Wayne says. Uh, I think in scene to come, or might have been in scene previous, he goes like, uh, "Oh, you've got your confidence back. You got your swagger he, back." And it's like yeah. he has to the point where I don't think it's quite reckless. He probably is a calculated thing of like, "Well, the Breen probably aren't that naive that they yeah. don't think that's possible." If I say this to them, they're going to back pocket that. They're not going to say that. Yeah. In case then they that does happen later. Um, it, but it's still quite ballsy to do that. And you know? the moment you mentioned there is quite a, a tense moment for Demar because you think, oh, has Wayun realised that he's up to something? But Wayun, because he's so invested in the founders and the rhetoric, goes, oh, you must be happy because the Breen have helped the Dominion. That's the only reason you could yeah. possibly be happy. We've, you had, know? we've had a great, we've, you thought you'd back the wrong side, but you've seen a great yeah. victory. And it's yeah. it's the naivety of Wayun that you know, lets him down there. He it's gonna come back to bite him, is all this very in very no. short order, really. And there's some nice acting by Demar here, like um uh, Casey Biggs, where he goes yeah. like uh, it's stuff like this, and where he goes like uh goes, Did you have a lady back there? It's like guilty as charged, you know. He 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 plays it really yeah. nicely, and you yeah, feel he's like great. Demar before where he was drinking, he wouldn't have the clarity of thought to pull this off or to like uh he would his his rage would always overtake any will to pull one over on Wayun because he's just so mad. And here he's just yeah. thinking a bit more clearly. It's like, okay, let him think he's got one over me when I know I've got one over on him. But I yeah. don't think he'd done that previously. Then so back well to my back to my new favorite character, Sobar, where he comes back in and um Wins cancelling all of her appearances. Cancel this, cancel that. And he's sort of like, what's going on here? And the cat walks in and he goes, I see. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just, he's great. 
I'm, o- yeah. I'm only highlighting all of Sobor's moments because we're not going to have him much longer, sadly. So I, w- I want to call them out while we've still got oh, him. <laughs> and, and it's the interplay as well, because it's like uh, the more emboldened that Descartes gets, the more he starts uh, acting up like and just like uh, being a bitch yeah. to Sobar. Uh, and then you've got uh, Wynne, like despite the fact that she'd been taken in by all this stuff, she gets like uh, starts to take a bit of power back, realizing that that yeah, characters take yeah. over power, and it's like, well, wait a minute, why are you treating him like a bitch? Like he isn't yours. Yeah, you forget says, yourself. I wrote this down. Yeah, he says, "What a tiresome little man about Sobar." <laughs> yeah, and, and, he, and well, yeah, well, he has been. He has like, been hang like, on, wind your neck in. Oh, another yeah. joke for Demar and Wayun. Like he yeah. has been winding up, like when he walks in one time and he's there. I'll take my breakfast on the balcony today, please. So, but... Yeah, that's good. <laughs> it's just, it's really nicely played that even Wynn's only taken in by him so much. Like, and then you've got like his arrogance where he overplays it. Whereas yeah. she's so arrogant, she couldn't like uh, seed power that much. You know, it's, 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 it's nice that's how all it. the egos play. Even Sober has got, Sober, <laughs> however it's pronounced, has got some ego to him because it's like, he knows better than the spiritual leader, even though he's right in this case. He's very yeah. like, uh, outspoken, which he's probably been encouraged to do before. But I can't imagine by Kai Wynn. Like, she isn't exactly the, the best person to listen to people who've got kind of sound judgment when against her own. No, that's a good point. I reckon he's one of them that probably... He probably got put there by the Vedic Assembly because there's probably some within that who go, well, actually, Wynn's a bit dodgy, so put Sobor with her. He'll be good. He'll keep an eye yeah, on her. I, some... I, wonder if, I wonder if he used to, like, you know, they're about the same age. Maybe they grew up together. Maybe they know each other previously. Yeah. And that's why she's one yeah. of the few people who can talk to her. Maybe. Frankly, even though he is kind of like he still respects the office, so he's still bearing and scraping. But when he's got yeah, something to say there, he gets away with it more than most. Yeah, maybe like sort of like um, the King's Fool kind of thing. That it, I was thinking, he's more like a, he's more can... like a monk, isn't he? That's not going to be yeah. Tradition, but he want, he's a monk, and he's a really wise monk. Yeah, because she even have yeah. it where where when she starts asking him to bring like the books and all that, and the cat's going. Well, maybe he got it wrong, made a mistake, and Kai wins straight away. No, Sobor does not make them kind of mistakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they bring the book and it's like, yeah, maybe Sobor made a mistake. Like, really? Do you, do you, where did he, if he's brought the wrong book, like how many shit, scary, evil books do they have in this library? Like, it looks that, like that the right book. Locked. That yeah, it, just looking at the cover, it looks like he's got the right one. You know. Do you know what I've done is I've mixed up the most evil book, the Coast Nogen, in, in our pantheon of, of our library. I put it right back next to the blank coloring paper for the kids. I'm sorry. And like, they're yeah. so easy to views. Somebody, we, we, somebody's got the Evil Dead special edition Blu-ray yeah. set that comes in the Book of the oh. Dead edition. Yeah, then there's, there's a kid coloring in the Coast Emotion in the world. <laughs> yeah. With this blank um, So, yeah, then we get Bashir and O'Brien have got the model of the Alamo. Now, I can only assume here that this is because we're at war Quark doesn't get as many people in, so he don't mind losing a bit of table space. But I bet he's charging them for loss of business for setting up this big Alamo model in the middle of the bar. Look, how has he even carried it there? Because this is in massive. Oh, oh, do I, re- I actually reckon he's built this on a table in his room, in his quarters. Because at this point, he's got wind of Keiko, so he's having a yes. ball with Ryan. He's got he's got shut of Keiko. She's yeah. on gone back to Earth. Something like that. He don't care. But, we don't care. Yeah. O'Brien don't care. They're off with Alexander. Sent yeah. to the, the characters. He's, we he's got rid of it. Place. So he's been able to use like the dining table to build his model. Yeah. I reckon he's just there because he's chief engineer. He's just on an internal transport. You're probably gone, right. I yeah. it, and he's gone to Quark. Quark. I'm setting up my um, my game tonight, my model. Yeah, we'll and, we'll and give Quark's you two gone. slips of Latinum uh, a week. No, no, and Quark's gone to him. Um, well, this will be so much taken up all the space, and he's gone. 
You know, next time your replicators go down and you uh, pay request, requesting, I'm going to take an extra day. So what's the difference? You losing a table or losing a day? The Federation is very quick to do that. Like in loads of episodes, we see that. Like, so I totally believe that would happen. But it's like, yeah, Jesus. Like, why are the Federation allowed to become basically bullies when it comes to Frankie? Well, it's like, oh, I think it's the same if your for if your replicator came down. Suddenly they're like the fucking mafia. I mean, it's well, like every time. I actually, I actually think that the Federation would do that, and I think it's in character for the Federation to do that with the Drenge, because the Drenge are part of the Federation. But you have a capitalist barter system. This so is true. The, so the Federation is actually respecting the Ferengi's traditions by <laughs> being like this with them. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a very I, Federation thing to do. But I, I like add, the... Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say on the uh, kind of uh, the, the big model front and, the, you know, Quarkim says, like, your, your home planet just got invaded. What are the British and the Irish doing? We're making our models. <laughs> like, I love it. Like, right. yeah. We have oh, a toy yeah. We're planning yeah. the next battle. Yeah. 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 Well, this yeah. just shows. I reckon Julian has actually already been indoctrinated in Section 31. Because yeah. he's getting re- He's not planning uh, the next one he's, he's, planning, he's planning the previous wars and how to make them better. Yeah. <laughs> I like Worf sort of trying to poke fun at Bishop like he plays with toys, but then it's like, oh, do you want to go help him? Because Worf gets yeah. in on their tactics. Well, uh, there's no chance with that many men with them set like that. Well, go help them go play. Yeah. No, that's good. That's fun. Um, yeah, well, we've covered most of that. Uh, oh, Admiral Ross. So Admiral Ross turns up to send Cisco on a mission. Well, he um, just had the argument, haven't they? Because Cisco yeah. got, got Cassidy uh, a, a month's paid holiday. Which she didn't want. She didn't want because he's trying to protect oh. her. Oh, yeah. You did not play this scene like that. Like, it's kind of played off a little bit. Now, that's like, I mean, looking well, at it, I, I was quite... Oh, that's so icky and coercive. That really doesn't. Well, yeah. Well, like she pulls her and she goes, and you went, and I bet you just went to them and the emissary, what emissary wants a favor, and he went, and he said, well, I never once said the emissary. Yeah, like that's gonna make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> Even so, I mean, still a guy who's basically controlling what his wife does to that degree without talking to her. Well, that's I'm... really icky. It comes across really icky now, whereas it... I think at the time. This kind of like I, I, we had this kind of plot line quite a few times in different. Yeah, shows. it's a little out of character for Cisco as well. You've also got um, Earth has just been destroyed. He's just thinking protecting his new wife. He don't want her out there while oh, it's still all this though, going on. Still, but it is I, really, really icky. You would, yeah. And she, and she pulls him in and goes, "Look, would you, do you want me to go to Admiral Ross and tell him not to send you on any missions?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this this isn't a lesson that Cisco should have had to learn. No, and the Cisco that we know wouldn't really he, he respects Cassidy no, for who she is and what she does. So it exactly, is out of it's, character. It, it's very forced. And then when you get Admiral Ross come straight to him and goes, "We do, we're going on this mission," it just goes, "When do I leave?" Yeah, Without, I, mean, I think uh, that's what they were trying to do was show the contrast of it. Yeah, but, but I, yeah, I this that, isn't very successful. I don't think. I think the also the other thing is like at the time, I th- there is certainly something like in the same way we kind of like say when we watch original series Star Trek, and there's some stuff which is icky in that, which we just got like we accepted something at the time. It's it's not okay, but it, it's something of the time. The the attitude towards women and stuff like this. But like I think in this, it's the same kind of thing. It's like it's just we're kind of more surprised because nineties we think of as being more evolved and stuff. But like it, it's it's very telling that it's a guy doing this to like it would not have been the other way around in a plot. No, it yeah. just wouldn't. Like Janeway wouldn't have been doing it's... this in this time. It's very much a male centric problem. Yes, it, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, but it is the next battle in in the war that Martok warned him about. So. <laughs> There you go. And then, yes, we get a massive battle. And the, again, just was we always talk like, about how great DS9 was. This is it's CGI, this isn't is great. it? It is CGI, yeah. But, like, they're going on about the brain, how good they are because of what they've just attacked Earth. 
But they did lose the entire fleet. Yes, they did. Earth. And when this battle first starts, you see uh, the Defiant fires a couple of quantum torpedoes and they go straight through a green ship yeah, they and do. split it in half. The yeah. green do not look like they've got exceptionally strong ships. Defensive-wise. No, they're not, they're not I invulnerable. Think, I th I think the thing is though the defiance always meant to have been the kick ass yeah. like they 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 uh, weapons that most of the fleet don't have. Well, this I is think that's your excuses. But I I don't know I always get the feeling like but, whatever they've got on the defiant they've got super quantum torpedoes they just call yeah. them. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's always been implied that's got better armament. Yeah, yeah, you see. Well, yeah. I was a very I just super I just super the, quantum torpedoes apparently. I just got the impression at the start of this we've seen like Jemadar ships and we've seen Kardashian ships mm -hmm. take a lot more shots to be destroyed. But here we see the brain get destroyed really quick. And I think the strength of the brain is literally this weapon they're about to use. It is the weapon, yeah. Though, to okay. be fair, we have seen quantum torpedoes take out a Borg cube in first yeah. contact. But, but only because they hit the trash. That were cussing you where to shoot, yeah. <laughs> And and according to Willow, it's because it's super duper torpedoes that they've got on the fight. Yeah, and also that apparently makes sense. it's because every look this according to her, every dog since the uh, original Enterprise with Archer has a dog on it, so they win. Apparently, that's a federation. There thing. we go. And I, I haven't checked any technical manuals, but Willow says it's definitely true. I know I this is because the one and like I read interviews with the writers at the time and. They said, like, what we wanted to do at this point in the story really was kill somebody off, but we couldn't kill any of the characters, so we killed the Defiant because the Defiant's uh, as good a... as a character. But it does feel anticlimactic, this. It feels like it all happens too quickly. It feels Cisco isn't anywhere near as tactically clever as we've seen him to be. He just sort of pretty much goes in, fire, oh, we're dead. And well, I don't know, I think it, it just doesn't I feel think, as grand as it should to me. I, this think, bit. I think I think part of it, what it is, is that it's deliberately almost anticlimactic is this battle because they're going firing and you see really quickly that they are kicking ass at the Federation. Yeah, true. They can, they're kicking ass on the brink, but as soon as they fire and get one shot to land the foot, the, it, it just, yeah, you, they beat you. We have not got defence against their weapons. This is how yeah. powerful we are. I also throw in maybe that the idea was that uh, the reason why they were able to get off the shots to begin with, like the Defiant shooting speedo and everything, maybe they were, maybe like we've seen how the Dominion will give up the Kardashian ships. Maybe they're going, right, that ship, sacrifice it. We're going to take all the stats we can on their weapons on based on the impact. Maybe mm. there was a purposeful thing to sacrifice Possibly. it. Like it, it works yeah. for the plot. I don't think they necessarily thought of this at the time, but I think you're kind of right, though. Well, you're both kind of right. I think there was a kind of thing of showing the super weapon, but I think it was also the fact that it's an end of, of, of episode battle. We've got so many huge battles coming up. Let's just do this as a sort of throwaway one, which, uh, like, plot wise, isn't the most satisfying. I get your point, but it's like it's not when you're watching it in the grand scheme of it, you don't think of it. It's only because we're breaking it down now. I think it really. Yeah, yeah. I stands agree. out that it's a weaker um, battle than most of them, but sometimes you've got to do like, it. Like, to be fair, when this first stage, you were thinking, fucking hell, how much are they putting on screen in this battle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, it, it because like, incredible. you did not, like, I know we've had a few times in, in DS9 where they've done <laughs> big battles, but there were still few and far between on TV that you got this many ships on screen. In fact, even in movies, it was few and far between you got... Yeah. And sort if, of stuff if on you compare this to like a contemporary show, Babylon Five, which did some outstanding battles, but they did not look anywhere near oh, as no. good as this. Cheap as shit uh, CGI. Which but I, I love that show, but yeah, the but, CGI yeah, has not the CGI was was not well. It, it didn't at the time. It didn't look good at the time. It was nothing. <laughs> no, it, 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 it never looked great. But yeah. I think the the thing with that show is you had to like. I'm just going to enjoy the kind of what's happening. Not there was, yeah, yeah, that had like, such a powerful story that was, that yeah, the writing, it, the writing, it carried, got you with it that. carried the lack of CGI 
Yeah, it did. And it, it's sort of like what they do here is kind of reverse of what they did on Buffy because I don't know why I was thinking about this the other day, but it was the when they have the last series and you've got these big bad um, like mega vampires. And the first one, like, oh, it takes all of them and takes such an effort to kill them. And then later on the series, you just go, boom, 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 boom. Like, yeah. we'll take out 10 of them in. Yeah, in that never sat right. It, it, it's sort of like the reverse of that. Like, in here, it's like, well, we've got this little battle. Okay, it's not going to be, like, as big as you want it. But, like, it's so you can do the bigger ones later. Yeah, of course. So it's, with, it's all... Yeah, it's the opposite with Buffy. It's well, like, it, right, it's this all... one's going to be really hard. This is going to be a dead-hard uh, Uber vampire to show you how hard they are. But in the future, we've got to kill loads of them, so we're going to have just shit yeah. tons of them. But they've got to be slightly easier to kill. Yeah. Um, so, Sobar. Oh, Sobar. He's uh, rumbled Guldekat, but that's the end of him because Wynn kills him. And wouldn't you know it, spilling the blood on the book reveals the evil words. It does. Like, Come on, that's just standard. Evil book, if there's nothing on the pages, try splashing a bit of blood on it. (laughs) And I think it's also the betrayal. I don't think it's just the blood on its own. No, it's it's, it's, maybe because she's killed somebody. Maybe it has to be blood from a a fatal wound. Well, it has to be, like, I think it's it's her journey. Like, she betrays someone. An act of evil. She's done an act of evil. She's proved that she's on <laughs> yeah. the channel now in that, that yeah, that's what I mean. It's gotta be like you're stabbing someone, you're not just you can't just cut you Yeah, you can't it's got it. to be fair, it's probably the power raves choosing not to reveal it to her now because they want her to be they know that they can tempt her further to the dark side. And it's like, we don't need to reveal the words to her yet. Let's see how far we can push her. She might Let's give an arm and a leg. Do. <laughs> hey, yeah. Um, and that's where we leave them to for this week. But despite the destruction of the Defiant and the unholy union of... Guldekat and Kai win. We get the glimmer of hope at the end, which is we- Damar has rallied the Cardassians and he's destroyed the cloning facility just to wind up Wayoon. <laughs> yeah. We we do get a nice uh, slimy bit of Wayoon with the founder when they first destroyed the defiant and he's like, look at all them little uh, yeah. escape pods. Let's target them. I said, think Wayoon no. 8 is a bit nastier than Wayoon 7 was. But but he said, let's destroy them all. And the founder said, no, leave them to go back there. They're all terrified. They can spread yeah. fear. And he said, the founder is wise. Yeah. And <laughs> no, Wayoon. We've got six episodes to go. And, and the whole main caster on that ship, you will not destroy those escape pods. <laughs> I do, but it kind of, it does... Make it's it's kind it of does make well. sense. The only yeah. thing I would say is like like yeah, but you know the emissary's on there. We might want to take him out. He's really yeah, been they, a thorn on our side. It's the like, guy's yeah, been leading the war in. effort against you. Who maybe the agent who always fuck the up our plans. And it's yeah. like why you does that and um, talking to the audience, which is where you go back to where you were saying they wanted to kill a main character but kill the ship. Mm. And he goes, "Oh, I think Cisco rather like that little ship." Yeah, so we're meant to feel it that we've lost it. And when he goes, like, oh, the founder's so wise, letting our greatest enemies escape so they can plot against us again. Oh, (laughs) by the way, do you want to also uh, keep that guy tied up who's by the sharks and not watch him die? You know, let's just leave him to his ultimate death. Yeah, maybe, maybe a bit of a tactical error by the founder at this point. We'll, we'll find out in six episodes' time. But you can understand why the founder did say that. No, these are all terrified. Oh, yeah. They've seen a weapon that they can't fight against. It's one of them. It's a dramatic necessity, but they've found a way of making it work yeah. within the fiction but that doesn't make it, you go... But isn't it really lucky that they fired the, this weapon on all the ships that wiped out every single one of the systems not to work? Mm-hmm. But every single escape pod uh, was immune to that. Oh, yeah. Well, escape pods are made out of that special metal that isn't... <laughs> Isn't affected by brain weapons. I can sort of see why they're on separate. 
yeah, we can find shit. But yeah, it's also the delete scene here where Damar goes onto like a subspace on a Skype call to uh, Descartes and goes like, uh, hey, yeah, and, and then I broke his neck, like, and now I've taken out his cloning facilities. There ain't going to be no more of that shit. And it's like, well, wait until you hear what I made uh, Kai Wynn do. Oh, shut up. No. Yeah, Demar's like, is that Kai Wynn in the background there? Like... <laughs> um... No, but it is, it, it's a clever episode because this way, Demar, because you're at yeah, the high it's... point at the beginning with uh, Ezrin well, coming on. Then it goes slow, and it's down, 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 down. And then it ends, actually, on a high note. Yeah, it gives you a hook for the next episode, because if it had finished there, you'd have been like, well, that was thoroughly depressing this week. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's there's more to come. There's some good stuff still to come. Although we'll get to it again, but like I would like to renew my objection that the second Defiant isn't Defiant A. But anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there. Just we will get there. Yeah. No, the Defi as far as we're concerned at this point, there is no Defiant. We're and never right, gonna see another Defiant. Never be another little ship like <laughs> that was the best ship ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One, one you which you might say was noteworthy for everything it's done in the war. Like one which yeah, you'd remember by if you were going to have another one, you wouldn't just name the same thing because because we've established that it's noteworthy ships which get an A, we or a B, whatever. We have. But anyway, like this and, is just speculation. And, 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 it, and it was and it was a one-off ship. There was only one of its class. Yeah, it was the NX Defiant, but. Anyway, so obviously from for the rest of the episodes, they're just going to be back on the runabouts and that'll be it. We'll see how yeah. they get on in the Dominion War. Uh, we'll wrap it up there then. We'll be back next week with the next two episodes of the Dominion War, which we are rapidly approaching the which end are, of. Um, when it rains and... Is it tacking into the wing? No. Something rains, like that, yeah. When it rains and I can't remember the next one afterwards. Yeah, but we'll be back with them too. Um, so, in the meantime, you can get in touch with us at Retrek Pod, where retrekpod at gmail.com oh. and we're all over the various social medias. Elliot's got Retrek Model Studios, where you're working on... Uh, the Impaler, the last episode I put out, what I've done with all your electrics, I have this weekend three, so I'm hoping to get a lot of work done on that again. There's an episode halfway sort of made. And I right. have another video that should be dropping on Friday. Excellent. And Dr. Squee, what have we got going on with the Dr. Squee show? Yeah, uh, we're going for a little bit more of a serious one this week. So uh, tomorrow at 7 o'clock, uh, dogsquee.com or youtube.com slash dogsquee or Facebook, wherever else. Uh, I'm talking to the charity. Let me know who's done a recent research. Basically, what they do is they uh, are looking to educate young people into what to look for in abusive relationships. There's some awful stats about how many uh, young people find themselves in abusive relationships and they don't even know it. And these are young adults, uh, so it's like older teens, so it's... Wow. I know some people get worried about having this conversation with the younger people, but really the lack of education around it is really quite stunning. This um, survey's just gone to show that. So yeah, please do uh, watch it if you, especially if you know someone who you think might be affected, if you're worried about your kids, shows you how to get better educated. So yeah, really, really an important show. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and yes, we will. Um, thanks for trekking with us this time, and we will see you next time on the retrek. Thank you. Goodbye, LLAP and Drago.